Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Hey, champions, Donnie Bovine here. Wanted to jump in here really quick and tell you about Success Champions Networking. Man, we launched Success Champions Networking in March of 20 and have grown to 46 chapters across the U.S. and working on opening up in Canada. And we've literally changed how the world networks. We bring real world, you know, networking to the table, not the traditional show up to a meeting. Everybody's got their handout type stuff. We're actually bringing together people that understand the concept that if I can help you get to the right person, the universe will take care of me somewhere down the road. This isn't the giver's gain stuff. Uh, we do different styles of meetings. They're, they're virtual, they're training, they're learning. So you get a chance to grow your business and level up yourself and your life along the way. So if you're interested in checking out a new style of networking, check out successchampionnetworking.com and go visit a chapter for free. You'll be damn glad you did. Not everyone is your ideal client. Hey, this is Donnie Bovine the CEO and founder of Success Champions Networking and the author of Endless Stream Referrals. This is Growth Mode, a podcast where we talk about sales, business development, and how to scale and grow your business. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales and automation tactician and genius. And in this episode, we're going to dive into your client avatar and why not everyone is your ideal client. So understanding your ideal client is is key to being able to effectively sell sell your services. When I launched Time on Target, I had a pretty clear idea who I wanted to work with and who my avatar was. I was really focused on tech firms. And uh, and that's who I sold to, software as a service companies, MSP companies, uh, cybersecurity firms. If you did some sort of tech, uh, it is going to, I wanted to be in front of you and, and working with you and helping you launch your sales team or fix your sales team. I had no idea as my my product and services changed, my my uh my avatar didn't change with it and i didn't realize it needed to i had nowhere in my radar that i need to be working with loud obnoxious people <laughs> so yeah 
it, you know, once I got that in front of me, you know, and understanding who that, you know, that was an avatar for me and I had specific things I could do for them better than other people, it, it changed how my business operated. And it's it's really helped me identify, all right, so here are my key people. I've also, you know, going through that change, really identified, hey, here are people that I don't want to work with because they don't get what I do and they aren't able to benefit it and it ends up making me look bad when I work with them. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I kind of went through the same journey when when I first started Success Champions. I was really, I don't know, I had this weird idea of being some sort of motivational speaker, coach type thing. I, I was so confused when I first launched my business. So I was going after broke-minded people, meaning, mm -hmm. meaning people that that just were looking for a leg up, were looking for a, almost a handout. And it took me a little while to realize that, man, I didn't want to work with broke minded people. I wanted to work with the badasses. I wanted to work with people that, you know, were GSDs that really wanted to get shit done and were finding success in life. And when I started getting focused on the right people, um, my business really started taking off. And I think we've found with running Success Champions Networking, with the Champions Table Mastermind, with the Badass Business Summit, that the more we stay focused on what we call GSDs, the get shit done type of people, uh, we're finding tremendous success on getting dialed in and, and scaling the business as a whole. But you know, Kevin, a lot of people, when you tell them to niche down and, and find that perfect ideal client avatar, they immediately want to pick a fight because they're like, man, you're limiting me on, you know, business growth because I could literally sell to anybody. And you and I both know that if you try and sell to anybody, you're selling to nobody, you know. So what do you typically tell somebody when they're like, man, I, I don't like this whole idea of getting one specific avatar? Well, I, I think my conversation with them all is focused around the word focus. You know, it's, it is the whole idea of, you know, in sales, you're out hunting and, you know, the, what you can hit with a shotgun compared to a rifle is completely different. And that's really what the avatar does. It lets you get some precision in your marketing. It lets you get precision in your messaging and how you actually target prospective clients as opposed to doing this huge ass net that where you're trying to capture everyone and and, and things start to slip through because it's too wide of a net um, so it's really key you know for my clients to understand specifically who they want to target because we're going to utilize information from that uh, persona that personality to make sure that we are saying the right things at the right time and giving them the right type of information and serving it to them where they're actually going to be at. You know, a lot of businesses have that issue where they're trying to cast that white net. They just go on Facebook and they do ads or they'll go on Twitter or one of the social media, you know, Google and pay do paid placement. But are your people actually there? And that's really the key of going through that exercise of identifying your avatar, not only to know who they are and who they're not, but to know where they are and where they're not so that you're not spending a ton of money on things that are never going to get seen by them. Yeah, for sure. I love that. You know, and 
what's fascinating to me is this is how avatars are always explained and it's not wrong right let me, let me clarify it before I, I dive in a little bit further but everybody always talks about avatars from the perspective of helping you get focused on where you need to go and i think it's only a portion of the overall story you know when you pick an avatar you you 100 clarify your messaging you clarify your position in the marketplace you know, and you start talking specifically in your marketing and all your materials and everything to that that purpose, I, that person. I absolutely agree. But for me, getting your avatar really defined is so you become referable. And what I mean by that is, is if you serve everybody, I don't know who to introduce you to. Right. I don't know who to open doors for. And I think this is a part that most people miss when it comes to defining who you want to work with. It, it, you know, I can go back to like the days when I sold commercial printing. You know, I say, always used to tell people that I look for people who put ink on paper, right? You know, who pe people who do brochures and, you know, booklets and business cards and anything that would put ink on paper. Nobody would necessarily, you know, come up with names of people they can introduce me to. But I could say things like, hey, what was the last junk direct mail piece you got in the mail? And they're like, oh, my God, I can't stop getting the Home Depot stuff or I can't stop getting, you know, the the direct TV stuff or or whatnot. I'm like, cool. I'm looking for introductions into Home Depot. I'm looking for introductions into direct TV, you know, and I could get more laser focused by getting them to understand the level of clientele I was looking for. If I said that I was looking for business cards, somebody would be like, oh, my cousin, you know, Eddie um, has a auto shop and he needs business card. You make a phone call and you're getting an introduction to 500 business cards for 50 bucks, you know, and, you know, there's there's no money in it for the company or myself. But you tell people that you're looking for, you know, take a look at your mailbox and look at the direct mail pieces in there. What's the ones you're getting over and over again? And tell me those companies, tell me those names. And and the more specific, you know, you can get, the easier I refer. It's like, you know, I have a, a friend of mine that is a real estate agent in the South Magnolia side of Fort Worth, Texas. Like, literally, if you want to get a house in this neighborhood, you have to go through Hannah, right? Nobody else even really hardly tries to sell in this neighborhood because they know she knows damn near every homeowner. She knows the history behind every house, you know, and it's a high profile community. So if you really want to get in, especially in a market where, you know, 20, 30 offers were going on homes, you weren't going through Hannah. You were going to lose that deal because she just knew the heartbeat of it. So, and it got really, really cool to watch her build her business because everybody knew that if you wanted that neighborhood, you, you were focused on it. So she would literally say, I'm the real estate agent of South Magnolia and, and everybody knew it. So she made it really, really easy to refer. So if, if a realtor found somebody who wanted in South Magnolia, you're like, well, then you got to go work with Hannah, you know? So defining this niche, this client avatar, specifically who you want to target and work with is ultimately. So you make it easy for the world to open doors for you, make it easy for the people to actually refer you because they can readily come up with names at the top of their head. I think part of it, especially for a new entrepreneurs and new business owners, is that they're, you know, they're, they're desperate for cash. They're mm. looking to get sales and they sure. are, you know, 
to them that I'll work with anyone. I'll, you know, I'll do anything I need to for them. And that's, and that setting yourself up for failure. You know, I, when I did the pivot from the consulting to really focusing on the automation and sales process development for clients, I started, Ooh, someone needs a website. Well, I can do websites and mm -hmm. I would do websites because it would be a nice influx of cash flow, And it would take a ton of time that I wasn't then focused on growing my core business. And I think that's that way, really, that's a key point. That's, that's the, the, why people do that is exactly what you said, because yep. it feels like you're being productive, building websites and stuff. And, and that's why you're whoring yourself yeah. out to anything to say yes. Totally. I, I it brought in money and I got to pay for my house and, and eat food for Christmas. It was awesome. <laughs> so um but wait, were you fucking tiny Tim? Yeah. <laughs> at, Maybe at times one. <laughs> it's an amazing goose, Mom. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's really key that people start this early. Because otherwise, they're going to go down these rabbit holes. It's actually going to slow down their development of their business, and it's going to slow their cash flow. And for those of us that are in service industries where we do monthly recurring revenue, it's going to slow down the development of that. And that MRR is king. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, and I think people, and I've heard people say this, they, they say things like, I don't want to be put into a box. You know, I don't want people to to think that's only people that I can work with. And defining your ideal client avatar, you know, your ICA, you know, your perfect customer, whatever the fuck you want to call it, high priority target, I think Kevin calls them, mm -hmm. you know, um, however you want to define that isn't putting you in a box. It's defining to you and the world that this is the caliber of people you want to work with. This is the caliber of companies you want to work with. It's, you know, you go back to the difference, the difference between Eddie's auto shop. There's nothing wrong, Eddie. I hope I never have to bring my car to you if there is an Eddie you know, an auto <laughs> shop out there, right? But, you know, versus going to the print buyer, buyer at Home Depot. You know, it's a massive difference in helping people wrap their head around you know, what you're looking for and, and how to get there. And I think to your point, Kevin, is when people come out the gate, they're, they're so desperate to have some sort of success that they say yes to everything. But I'll put one caveat on that. Sometimes that early on saying yes to everything is the key to helping you define your avatar. Because I think for a lot of people, you got to go through a lot of shit clients and people that you to find out who you don't want to work with, you know, specifically. So you can absolutely figure out who's that ideal person to to work for. Well, and people think it's limiting, but it's not. There are going to be people outside of your specific avatar profile that your messaging is still going to resonate with. And they're going to see what you're doing and say, wow, I want to talk to that person. And then you get the cool thing is as a business owner, you actually get to decide if that person's a fit or not. And, you know, just because they don't have the same industry or same title doesn't mean that they aren't actually in that avatar and that they don't fit what you're looking for in a client. I don't I used to do a lot of financial stuff and discover they're not really my favorite client. And I now currently have an accounting client 
that fit with the avatar for what I was looking for for clients. And the cool thing is I got to decide if I wanted to take money yep. from that person or not. And that's also a big step for a lot of business owners, that ability to say no and mm. make decisions. But that avatar really now gives you that framework to say, hey, you know, I'd love to work with you, but you're not really a good fit for me or I'm not a good fit for you. Let me introduce you to someone else. Or to say, yeah, you're an awesome fit because you click all these boxes in my avatar. Let's let's do this. Let's go yeah. big. And, th and that's really that checkbox for the business owner to make sure they are working with the right businesses and taking the right money and not just taking any money. Dude. And and if you've listened to other episodes, Kevin and I talk about how the, the importance of disqualifying in the sales process. And that's 100% what he's describing is, is when you know specifically who that person is, the caliber of that individual, that company you want to work with, you could spend the time of that call disqualifying that person and that whole disqualifying mentality you know allows you to have a lot more powerful real conversations because you're taking away that desperation move of oh my god i gotta sell everybody oh please let me you know do business with this person and you're actively getting into this real conversation of of you know tell me about your world what successes have you found in the past you know what makes this great what makes this awesome you know, and you're deciding, is this a type of person that you proactively want to work with? And it's it's a powerhouse position and move in that sales conversation. But if you don't know what the avatar is, you don't know the ideal person, you don't know what questions you should be asking. You don't know what things you should know about that individual to decide if they're a good fit to work for you, work with you, I should say. I uh, yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, that's you that that's a good point. Avatars can be for your employees as well. Here's what a good employee looks like. So, uh, well, let's every, talk about that for a really really quick cuz that's okay. a great point. So, I mean, we just recently had an interaction where I had somebody join one of our our meetings of a project we're working on and she came in like a powerhouse, you know, and started asking the right questions, asking about the right situations and was you could tell somebody who actually gave a shit about how they do things. And I had people after the meeting, they're like, man, that was a tough meeting. In my head, I'm like, that was a fucking great meeting. That was everything that I was hoping it was going to be because I need that person that is higher caliber can go toe to toe with me and understands the overall mission. And, you know, doesn't require Kevin and I do so much heavy lifting. So when you know the caliber of people that you want to work with, have an avatar internally, it's a massive growth movement for your business as a whole as well. I just thought it was a key point. Cool. All right. So every week, if you've been listening to the podcast regularly, you know, we take a question from one of our members at the Success Champions Network chapters. This week, our question comes from Brian Morell. He is uh, with Curcio Printing, and he is a member of the Empire Elites in upstate New York. His question is, how does your avatar differ if you are a service-based business instead of a product-based business? I don't think there's a whole lot of difference at the end of the day. Now, as you start out, service-based, product-based, there is initially a different avatar. Let me explain. With a product, you typically are going to an end consumer, right? Um, so you may have a more defined consumer avatar, an individual person. 
when you're selling a service, <coughs> unless you're selling B2C, you're going to have more of a company avatar, right? More of a company structure and an entity. The trick is, is even inside that company, you still have the individual who makes the buying decisions. So it's almost like an additional avatar. So you take Eddie's freaking auto shop and his 500 business cards versus Home Depot direct mailer. Eddie makes a call at the auto shop. The print production manager makes a call at Home Depot. But what happens if I get to Home Depot and that person's not of the higher caliber type of individual I want to work with? You still got to define inside the company who you want to get to. What are your thoughts, bud? So I I agree with the the product. You tend to be much more B to C. So you're going to have a very defined, you're going to have a really detailed avatar. You're going to know, you know, uh, surfing habits on the web, what types of things they search for, where they hang out on social media, uh, you know, interests. You're going to have all that type of information. So you can really target your messaging to get in front of them with the service based for most of that, that's a, that is a B2B. So it's going to be really understanding the state of development for that business and where they're at. You know, you don't necessarily for an individual, all right, so where are they at in their growth life cycle? That's not necessarily a thing unless you're targeting a specific uh, age group because of what your product is. For business, you need to understand, all right, so is the person, is the company that uses my service new? Are they at a you know first growth stage? Are they a second growth stage? Are they mature? Are they international? You need to understand where they fit in that development process. So that, and then think about, all right, so what are all the similarities between these businesses? Now, what are the similarity, similarities? I can't talk easy today. for you say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need more coffee. So what are the what are the similarities between the decision makers at those business? You know, so that now you can figure out where those people are at at the same time. But when you get get so the the service one's going to take a little more time to build because you basically have to yeah, build two. You got to build two different ones. You have the company one and then the decision maker one. And you might have a third one if it is a big enough company where you have influencers who are then going to that business decision maker saying, hey, we need to do this. Here's why. You need to know how you reach them, too, and you're serving the right content to them. So if you're a service based, it's going to take longer to develop because you have multiple for the same client. Yeah, product based, you're going to have the one. Here's my end user. Here's a person who's going to pay for it. How do I target them? How do I get them to say yes? Yeah, no, I love that. Um, uh, and I love the fact that you touched on the hierarchy inside of, of, of companies. Um, you know, you start getting into the bigger, bigger sales, enterprise level sales and those type of things. You got to understand that hierarchy and dynamic to be able to get the deal done and, you know, who influences who and what does what. So, so huge move. Great thought process, bud. Um, you know, and, you know, I think, you know, overall, as people are looking at your your avatar um, for if you're selling to individuals, you should go check out Harvey McKay 66. If you never looked at that, just just Google Harvey McKay, Harvey McKay 66, and you'll see a cool breakdown of all the characteristics of, you know, ICAs, ideal client avatars. Um, and, you know, 
the more refined you get, man, the better your business is going to be. Uh, and you're, I think it's always going to be evolving because you're always going to be up in your caliber of people. But, you know, we have levels inside of our company. So we have Success Champions Networking, which is, you know, a $47 a month you know fee. We have Champions Table, $500 a month fee. We have pri- private clients that, you know, are paying us tens of thousands of dollars a month to, to do private coaching with Kevin and I and those type of things. And, you know, each one of those, those levels is a different avatar, you know, so you can define avatar by the level of where you're at uh, when, when you're working with them or what stage of the life they're in. So it can be the same thing. You can have different avatars for different, you know, product lines, um, different things. So define it by what you sell. And then make it very, very specific for that particular thing. So um, I hope this helps you out, guys. So action item uh, is, you know, why don't you walk into the action item, Kevin? All right. So the action item this week is actually about how to start developing your ideal client avatars. So what you need to do to get started is actually look at your current and your past clients. And you want to identify the one or two that you absolutely loved working with that you're like, oh, it's sweet. This person's calling me again. We're going to do stuff. You know, you liked the interaction. You liked the results that you're getting. And it was really a great experience for both of you. And now talk, start writing down, look at those one or two and write down what you loved about them. And and what those characteristics were of that project or of that client engagement. So now you get to start to have that idea of what type of client and what type of work you're trying to do and what type of work you want to bring into your business. And now start breaking down all the similarities between those individuals or those companies. You know, were they all both at the same stage of growth? Were they in the same industry? Were they at the same revenue level? You know, what about them was the same? And that's going to start focusing you on those specific types of businesses. And then start looking at the individuals. Where do they hang out? Do they, you know, what types of interests do they have? What groups are they in on Facebook or LinkedIn? What uh, social media platforms do they use? Are they active in specific community type uh, organizations? And start figuring out what's the same between the ones that you liked and then start getting more of those. And that's really what doing a uh, building a client avatar is about is just figuring out all the things that are the same. Love it. Love it. So guys, get off your butts, go get your avatars figured out, you know, and I'd love to hear about your avatars. Feel free to, you know, send uh, us a message, come join the Facebook group and tell us about your client avatar. I think that'd be an awesome move. Great call to action, Kevin. Well done. Well, guys, we're going to wrap this one up. And as always, if you've got any tips, tricks, any value out of this episode whatsoever, please make sure you're subscribed to the channel on YouTube, ring the bell so you can get notified when we bring out new episodes. If you're listening to in podcast land, make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening. And at the end of the day, guys, the greatest thing you can do for us is if you know one person that should hear about this episode, please, you know, tell them how to subscribe, where to listen. And we'd love and appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. See you. Bye.
When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.